I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese for Nico Giannopoulos. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy of us to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is that your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stug were that good. I see a bad moon rising. <laughs> I see another episode of the Only Fans Football Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode number 25. The Matthew McConaughey. Cran, how are you, my dear? I'm fantastic, Adzi. We are live on Zoom, but this time a different Zoom. A Zoom recorder, baby. Yeah, you love to see it really, isn't it? It's a bit different this week. We're trying out new audio. Um, shout out to, what well, I'm going to say DCU, audio department, whatever the fuck. Shout out to them for kindly, uh, well, I mean, it's probably on, they probably don't know, but we are using their... their Neither does my final group. <laughs> shout out to Cran's final year group as well. They're doing a thesis. They're making a short film. Going to be at the Cannes Festival at some stage, kind of, I suppose. Yeah. In a, what would it be? A three-piece suit? Three-piece suit. Tuxedo. I'd probably go three-piece, yeah, and a nice white short. If I had to pick the blazer, or what would you call a blazer? Black blazer, black trousers. And I'd go with like a wine waistcoat. I think wine's very professional looking, and then a wine toy. Yeah, and when you spill the wine, you won't go see it then. Come here, look at when you're on When you're on the Merlot, and if, if it spills... You're in trouble then, you know what I mean? Um, we've already, I suppose, talked loads of shit so far, so <laughs> nothing new here. <laughs> Cran, another week. Um, I'm still kind of, I'll be honest with you, I'm still kind of coming back to normality. Um, haven't been in London, still on a bit of a come down from that um, cup victory. Um, and I was away this weekend, Derry. But um, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you fill the only fans faithfully in about your weekend, Cran. How was it? My week was hectic as hell. Mm. I was out Tuesday in DCU. I was out Wednesday in the Grave Diggers of uh, Glasnevin. Mm. Lovely point of Guinness. The go. Saturday, I went out to the back page with all my old mates from school. Ah. It was nice. Ah. It was very sentimental. And uh, we went to the back page and screwed the back page. They kicked us outside. Kip. Sorry. <laughs> they, they kicked us outside. Um, to the beer garden and it was about minus two degrees out and I was freezing I was like here lads I'm going to be the first to propose this we're leaving the back page and we're going <gasps> we're going to the bald eagle wow so we walked we trekked down to the bald eagle and a lovely point of Guinness was had mm. in the bald eagle actually they actually controversially they do a nice point of Ireland's edge in there if anybody that's curious I um, think that's discontinued has he what I don't know. I don't think they I, have I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe think it. they have it on draft anymore. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised to be fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we'll have a few points again. It's a lovely, cozy spot in there. Bobby. It actually is, and it's nice. Um, 
it's kind of a bit alternative like they have like comic books and all up on the wall and I think that's mm. pretty cool you go into the Jacks and Bob Marley's there yeah. uh, there was these lads in the Jacks and I went into the Jacks and there was one lad with a massive beard uh, an older fella yeah. and this younger lad goes that's some beard on you you have <laughs> you look like Gandalf like and, and then I was just there drawing my hands and then this uh, this older fella goes that's some head of hair on you you have to your man and then I'm walking out the door I'm walking out the door to leave Jackson I go what do I have lads what do I have and they're like ah would you look at this fella here he's <laughs> fucking pubes on his face and all this <laughs> I got an awful time but uh, I mean it's true it's true <laughs> I deserved it <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's a nice spot. And then we trekked off to McGowan Town Baby. for a wee dance to Westlife, as usual. Mm. What an awful spot, let's see. Mm. I mean, it's 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 kind of graceful in its ignorance. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a place where dreams go to die. <laughs> oh no, I've been a lot of time for McGowan. To yeah. be fair, it's it's been a it's been at the heart of many a good night for me. Um, so I, I've no problems with McGowan. To be fair, but yeah, it sounds like you had a good week. Yeah, you, you, you lost your phone, Cran. For a period there. Oh yeah, I dropped it down the toilet. <laughs> oh crud. And uh, where, where would we be without you? Thanks very much, V Repair. The the good people at V Repair for fixing my phone. Yeah. Nice fella, Paul. Yeah. How was your week? It was I'll be honest with you, I came back from London and if anyone can if anyone's listening, to, to anyone who is listening, I'm a bit nasally. Um and the reason for that is I have like a sinus infection that was brought on from the, I'm pretty sure it was the aircon in the hotel and then obviously the aircon in the plane sitting in drafts but um, but on Friday night was of course was the League of Ireland and Chelsea played Derry and it was a, another loss man and it, it's a bit of a trend at the minute especially um, Chelsea silly mistakes costing us um, in games at home and obviously seeing Pats beat us there as well so it wasn't the greatest start to the weekend we then went on to Derry and I have to say, my jaws actually killed me from laughing so much. Wait, so you lose to Derry? Yeah. Shells lose to Derry and then you decide to go there? Oh no, we had this book in advance. <laughs> Honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. We just, Fuck we just, it, I'm going to Derry. We're going to Derry to sort of move. <laughs> Back um, on the bus with the boys. <laughs> um, like most of my football consumption this weekend has been through phones on a train and then match a day. I haven't seen much of the football. Neither to be honest with you. The only football I've really seen was the League of Ireland on Friday. Um, we went we went to a pub called Pat McDonald's in Derry. Lovely Guinness. They had the ballads on. I don't know what your woman's name was singing, but her voice was heavily angelic. Angelic it was, and mm. she started singing "My Heart Will Go On" out with Titanic. Oh, and you know, like your man was kind of like playing the chord or whatever on his guitar, and I don't think he knew what we like what they were in for with us in the pub because we're bollocks and we'll just sing anything. So when she when she started singing, we were like. Nim. <laughs> Far <laughs> wherever you are, um, and then we went into a nightclub in Derry, and just honest to God, it was it felt like we were on holiday for ten days. It was just a day. It was just a night, literally. Um, watch the football on the train. Watch Ch- Chelsea up to Chelsea on the train. We had the United match on the train yesterday, but as I, as I was saying, the weekend did start with the League of Ireland, <coughs> and. <coughs> As I said, the weekend did start with the League of Ireland on Friday night with the Shells watching talk and we are going to try and keep people updated as best possible. Good week for Bowes. Good, good weekend. Good weekend for Bowes. Well, I don't know. I think, I think one all the way to Harps is kind of... Harps is... Finn Harps, Donegal, it's a tough place to go. Um, 
Did it M one all? Did it? Yeah, ended one all. It was a tough place to go. Um, promise I'm a chair. I got the goal for balls to make a one nil. Ryan Connolly got the equaliser, and it was actually a lovely goal. Up there, one of the goals of the weeks. Jink enjoyed the past few players, whacked it in. Finn Harps 1 1. Promise Amachere then got sent off late on, and he's out for the game against Rovers. And it was a fairly innocuous foul, to be honest. It wasn't It wasn't a second yellow. Um, he's standing there, and he literally, his elbow bumps off um, the defender's face, and he, look, he gets sent off, and he's referee's discretion, etc. Pats 1 1 0 against Rovers, so it's two. Losses two Fridays in a row for Rovers, um, which isn't ideal. And the two of the teams that'll be up there with them in Pats and Derry, um, they they've both taken victories away from Rovers now, and they're both games they're away from home. So I don't know if that has any correlation. Yeah. But still, Drada four, UCD two, um, good result for Drada, um, who against Shells the previous Friday, and I said I said to Steve when we were, when I was in London, they looked really poor. They weren't that great. As we said with Shells, Shells obviously lost 1-0. Patrick McElhenney in the 73rd minute from, I think it was like a corner, a second ball in. I'm not going to lie now, I wasn't exactly impressed with Derry. And we did talk about them being one of the favourites for the league. Derry the city, great. Derry the football team, not so great. Um, Rory said it's like watching pain driving there. Yeah. I don't know how true that was. I mean, it wasn't anything to Roy Holmville, put you that way. Um... Overall, there could have been about four chances in the game, so he probably was very with that analogy, to be fair. Um, there you get this chance, keeper spills it. The Americans poor, so that doesn't help either. But um, the points after was great. The, we had we had a few points against after, which always uh, eases the pain. It um, cleanses the soul. It does it? cleanse. Well, I mean, Guinness is, you don't drink Guinness because you like it. You drink Guinness because you love it. Match day vlog number two will be coming up on TikTok. I'm probably whacking up tonight. Um, first we went down a bit of a tree I think people liked it we got a few suggestions on what to do so I think one of the sessions we were getting I think Senan said it and a few lads were saying it is put like a drink review in it or a food review in it so I have got a bit of a drink review in it we didn't get any food in the match because I don't trust the food in Talk Park <laughs> um, I don't trust it. That, that's a bit of a diamond on Talk I don't trust the food in many grounds in the League of Ireland but um, yeah that, that was the weekend that was and anyways Cran <laughs> Right, we move on now to this week's Premier League fixtures. That's Premier League action, Cran. Obviously, of course, everything and spores in action tonight. Eight o'clock kickoff. We're going to the Batman. Go and see Batman. Robert Batman. Pattinson. I haven't yeah. seen him since Twilight, has he? Thankfully so. My my little girl self is so excited. <laughs> but uh, just a quick prediction, I suppose, for the Everton Spores game. No, I, think, no. I think it's no, going to. We're going to. It's going it to end minus six all. They're going to just be awful. <laughs> I think it would be a good game. It's going to be, I'd say it could end in 3 all maybe. Mm. That's my cheeky prediction. Yeah, I mean, I, I do fancy both teams to score. Lamb's ball is, mm. is wide open. It's always wide open. I know, but that's not good for everything. No, it's not. Yeah, I'd say Spurs 3 now. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I think Conte could teach him a lesson tonight and I'd be worried. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we move on to the first game of the weekend. Leicester 1 leads nil. Harry Barrett's in the 67th minute. Jesse March Where's first game. Goal? Jesse Marsh. Um, who came out after the game and said the performance was more important than the result and I'm not going to lie I thought it was a bit controversial to be honest considering Leeds haven't won a game since the 16th of January which was that 3-2 against West Ham and we were kind of looking at bits of it on the train and it looked like Leeds were all over them I, I imagine he's very 
upset about that result, to be honest with you, Gran. Yeah. Um, of course, when you sack Bielsa, you want instant, instantaneous success if, if it's going to pay off. But uh, yeah, a good result for Leicester as well. I think they were burning away Turf Moor and they won 2-0. That was sort of under the shadows. I, did, I didn't even know that game was on. But uh, they end up winning 2-0. So two wins on the bounce for Leicester. Yeah, maybe chance to build momentum. Yeah, it all coincides with the return of Jamie Vardy as well. Mm. And I think Vardy, the way Vardy plays, especially he he allows the likes of Barnes to kind of shine. Um, it was Barnes that got the goal. He's a very good player, mm. and if I'm him, he's a bit underrated as well. He's very underrated, but I think this Leicester side is is it, it's a team that feels like it's constantly in turmoil. And to be honest with you, I think they're a team full of Charlies. I think they're a team full of. Like Cashmere Schmeichel, I think he, if he was as good as he thinks he is, Leicester, he'd be the best goalkeeper in the world. He Just is good though. He, no, he is good. He's no, a very he good keeper. But no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, like we said about it the other week about Schmeichel, he's never conceded a goal and not complained. Like he doesn't take responsibility for the goals. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Madison again, great ability, but I think he's a bit of a Charlie. Vardy, I think Vardy is probably the one. Define Charlie for all our sort of non-colloquial listeners. Just a fucking agent. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, so <laughs> I, I think the return of Vardy is very good in the sense that they have himself, they have Telemann, you know, Sionchu. I think he's a fabulous player. Sionchu, another fucking Charlie. Ah, oh, Telemann's. Yeah. Great player. Mm. Um, I think Daka, to be honest, hasn't been as much as a success as what people thought he would. Well, yeah, smash and grab victory from Leicester there, 100%. And what did you think of Marsh's little huddle after the game? I quite, I actually liked it, to be honest. Hey, guys, let's come in and do a huddle. <laughs> come on, guys. And we cross over to our American co- correspondent. We <laughs> <laughs> <He> don't. <laughs> do you know what I find ironic, right? What? He said something about Ted Lasso, right? And how Ted Lasso's kind of ruined the perception of American managers in Europe. So Americans have ruined the perception of themselves in Europe. Is essentially what he's saying. <laughs> Um, Talk about huddles, man. I, I kind of enjoyed it, to be honest. I, I, fair ball. No, it's something new. It's yeah. something new. I think uh, the last time I seen it was Ian Holloway when he brought all, all the... <laughs> Ian Holloway. <laughs> when he brought all the players in the half time. You ever hear him talk about Ronaldo, Ian Holloway? He said he says like, uh, he's got a pretty face, he's he's built up, he's a big boy. He's got to have a small willy. <laughs> we move on. Move on. Aston Villa 4, Southampton nil. Ollie Watkins, Douglas Louise, Felipe Coutinho and Danny Ings all in score sheet for Aston Villa. And all I have written down here, and I don't know if you've seen this on match today or whatever, Coutinho could have had about seven goals in this one. Yeah. Coutinho ran the show, he got an assist as well. I think this is Villa's best eleven. so essentially they had Martinez, Cash Chambers, Mings, Ashley Young, John McGinn, Douglas Louise, um, Jacob Ramsey, Felipe Coutinho, in what I assume to be a diamond, and then Watkins and Ings up front. That's a fairly strong team. Well, I, I like the way that they set out there, Lucas. I had, this is one of the games I didn't really see, but yeah. a four 0 against Southampton. And Southampton have been on form as well. They're flying with uh, Or Prowse and all them, so yeah. that's a very good result for Villa. Yeah, it's the first game Southampton have lost in quite a while, actually, since the fifteenth of January. So wow. they have been playing well. Much needed win for Steve G. I thought. Yeah, he's been in rubbish form, mm. so nice to get a win. Burnley nil, Chelsea four. <laughs> um, Reese James on Scorchy, Kai Havertz getting two, and Pulisic got a goal laid on as well. Cran, 
Do you want to read me through this? Yeah, sure. Uh, I was in work and I completely forgot this game was on. Nil all at half time. Didn't really get into the game. Burnley were... Burnley were unbelievable in the first half. They were very good. Could have been one up as well. Yeah. And, and they weren't giving space in the ball. And then the second half, everything completely changed. As soon as that Reese got James goal went in, I think it went, it went in early enough. He swivels on his right. He swivels on his left. Back on his right. That's a fantastic goal from Reese James. And that's what we were missing for the last 10, 15 games. Everything was building on that right side. You had the Pulisic cross, 1 2 at Reese James. Pulisic swings it in. Havertz gets a lovely header off. That's the second goal. Third goal, build through the right side. Reese James swings the ball in. Havertz gets a goal. You get that right side going. I think we are major threats for those trophies. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, like I have said it before on the show, Chelsea's team is perfectly set up to be a cup team. I do think Liverpool will probably go far in the Champions League and the FA Cup as well. And I can see us playing each other again. Um, because just by proxy of Chelsea staying in those competitions, I think they're they're a good side. Well, we're not too far off you either. We're not too far off City or Liverpool. In terms of... In terms of, the, in terms of points. 10 off City if you win the game of hand. So That's if... It's quite close. We're quite close. Like mm. we're not far off. You maybe a season mind just. I'm saying this after a four 0 win yeah, against Burnley. Yeah. And by the way, fuck Sean Dyke. <laughs> um, just real quick on Burnley. I think it's a case of them being tired. They had the game against Leicester midweek, mm. of course. And with all the games they had to build up in hand. It's catching up on them. All That's their antics, saying. all their coronavirus antics. <laughs> and yeah, Tarkovsky, especially with that goal. He looked so tired. He just swung his foot out and completely missed and Pulisic tucked it away. And where was Woot Wighurst? Yeah, he was nowhere to be found on that game and I think I think McNeil will be very disappointed in himself because Mendy obviously fucks up. Mm. The ball falls McNeil to McNeil and he just skies it and he has all the time in the world. To just it could have been a different away. game if they could have been an absolutely different they, game. If they buried some of them. You know. Um Newcastle two, Brighton one. Ryan Fraser, Fabian Scher on the score sheet for Newcastle and then Lewis Dunk got on the score sheet late on for uh, Brighton. Poor defending from Newcastle. Um, the goal for Newcastle, the first one, was all down to Murphy's pace. Fuck me, man, he can run. He was mm. so quick down that, that right side. Um, Fabian Scher gets ahead of from a corner. Fraser assists, so we got a goal and an assist um, in this game. Really good result for Newcastle. And the game was finished within 15 minutes because that's when the two goals came. Um, Lewis Dunk does get the goal back for Brighton, but they didn't look threatening at all. <laughs> they they didn't look threatening at all. Um, and that that's a worry, you know what I mean? They haven't looked the same since Dan Bourne has left, which I think is a bit of a shock because they wouldn't be too heavily reliant on him. But Dan Bourne has gone into Newcastle and he's fucking ran the show. Mm. Sorry, of course, and he's ran the show. But yeah, good result for Newcastle. Um, yeah, Newcastle look to be safe now. Great result for them. I don't don't know what's happening with Brighton because they're dominating in the stats department. Mm. But again, it's always the case with Brighton. It's like dominating the stats and then be completely limp up front or going forward. So yeah, yeah. Brighton were also wearing the um, their away kit because it's the colours of the Ukrainian flag to show solidarity. Very nice. Um. I know I'm not I'm not gonna speak about it now. I'll speak about it when we're talking about the City and United game. But some of these gestures are lovely. I'm not saying they're not, but they're very empty. 
You know what I mean? They're very inconsequential. Like I think, I think Mikelenko was captain for Everton the other night in the cup. Great gesture, you know, unbelievable gesture. You look at who the owners of, of Everton are, and you'd be like, well, I mean, they're kind of doing the same things in the likes of Yemen or whatever. Um, Man City done the same with Sinchenko, gave him the armband, and the owners of Man City, of course, we know all about them. Um, like a, a literal stay. Um, they declined several. They've declined to take several concrete actions in support of Ukraine, but will get reputational credit for this, and for this being the flag before the game against United. But look, we'll talk about that in a minute. The problem I have with all this in general is no war is good. You know what I mean? No, there shouldn't be any war. We're in the twenty fourth century or whatever, twenty twenty two. There should be no war. You know what I mean? This is it's awful. It's awful to think of any war. Um, but last year when obviously the ongoing kind of invasion of Palestine by the Israelis um, I think there was a few lads from Leicester Chowdhury had the Palestinian flag he got fined by the FA for that but they have no problem with any of these Ukrainian gestures I just think I think it's flawed oh yeah I think it's, it's massively flawed and I think it's it's unfair but, and this, this isn't to say look I support Ukraine absolutely do yeah. but it, it's, it's kind of like it's very hypocritical from the FA to allow all this to go on with the flags and it's great I do agree with the, the support of, I do agree with the gesture of support I do agree with it but to kind of turn your head up at, at other things at other kind of wars or whatever is I think it's despicable but Norwich 1 Brentford 3 Ivan Tony on, on the score sheet 3 times um, himself and Ericsson Christian are we still Erickson. Tony fans Eddie, after what I, you said I mean, about Brentford I, I think we are because yeah. Brentford were poor without him and it just showed the impact he's had on them by scoring a hat-trick Look, not bad for a man who hates Brentford but... yeah. um, comes in gets a hat-trick and the difference he made was unbelievable the pressing like this is the type of player that puts Liverpool down to the ground for example his pressing his ability on the ball he scores goals he's a very very talented player I'm, the, I'm fuming that players like Gilmore are getting lost in mediocrity because mm. he passes the ball through, through for I think it was Raj, Raj, Rajik or whoever Rashika Rashika he passes it through to him lays it on a play for him a literal play mm. and your man just misses he hits it straight against the keeper Gibson was absolutely shocking for Norwich. Gives away, gives away two penalties, and he's like, "What, what do you mean that yeah. penalty?" He the just... first one, he drop kicks, he drop kicks Ivan Tony or Janssen, I think it was, drop kicks him, and it's like, "Play on, ref, no butter." <laughs> Second one, he just takes Tony out, and you can see the fans, Norwich fans behind the goal, like doing like you not know, a diving gesture, and it's like, mate, he's after being taken out there. Like he literally got taken out. He almost got killed. He got it killed him. Um. But yeah, I, I I think Norwich are gone. Now, to be honest, I don't I can't see them picking up many more points this season. Yeah, and Brentford are staying up, baby. Yeah, Ericsson Ericsson looked good this other night. He looked really good, yeah. and it was a nice little moment with Brandon Williams. I don't know if you've seen this. He gave him a hug. He gave him a hug, and um, I think Ericsson kind of it was a cynical foul. Like he should have been booked. To be honest, <laughs> Williams is about to go. What the f- you doing? And he recognizes Ericsson. He gives him a hug. Nice moment for. Christian Eriksson's return and he showed his quality throughout the game as well. He's very good. Good oh. PR gesture from Brandon Williams as well. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he if he battered Eriksson, he'd be in big big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Wolves nil, Palace two. Mateta and Zaha on the score sheet here. I was watching match of day last night when I came in in prep for this, 
and I fell asleep watching this game. So that kind of tells you the story. All you need to know. Yeah. Um, but good result for Palace. The late game, Cran, and this is the only game of football really that I got to see most of because we're in a pub in Derry. Liverpool won, West Ham nil. Sadio Mane in the score sheet for the Reds. I don't know if you've seen any of this, but it wasn't that eventful. <laughs> was, no, I heard it was a bit boring. Uh, sneaking suspicion of offside in the goal. Yeah, potentially. And again, it comes down to this VAR rule. You know what I mean? VAR kind of marginalised and everything. And I, I think it's all. I'm just sick of VAR, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I'd have gladly seen that goal chalked off if VAR has gotten rid of. You know what I mean? But the goal, the goal was given before VAR. And there was no offside flag. So just as we're speaking about offsides, I see in a column in the Daily Star this morning. It was saying that Liverpool's biggest flaw was its offside trap. I don't think so. I completely, I couldn't disagree with it more. And here, here's the reason why. So, the team with the most successful rate, the team with the most offsides given against this season. So essentially, the best offside traps this season. How many times a player has been caught offside by another team's defence is Liverpool on one hundred and sixteen. The next best challenge at Aircran is Man City, who are on. Do you want to have a guess? Ninety-six. Sixty-nine. Ah, the other way around. <laughs> Man United, Leicester and Brentford are all on 53 after that. I'm not going to go through the table. Well, for any absolute moron that thinks Liverpool's offside trap is its biggest flaw, give your head a wobble because you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you think it is? No, I don't mean you are a moron. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's very good during the game, makes a block off the line at one stage and obviously he gets the assist from Mane. Um, Antonio, Fornells and Lanzini all had really big chances they missed um, yeah I think the four and Owls one he chips it over Allison and that's when that trend clears Lanzini's one that's crossed from Sochek on the right and he has all the time in the world to, to score and he just hits it over and then Antonio's one again over the top on the counter and I think it was Naby Keita actually that blocked in the end but I think uh, Antonio's on a huge drought at the moment yeah it feels like he hasn't it feels like those first few weeks of the season he was on fire and I, I, I don't know I feel like he's kind of went off the boil but um, I suppose the highlight of the match was shout out to the man because this is some fella who'd done this like actually sat down in his house got up online you know playing banners and he flew a banner across Anfield that said Cats Lives Matter because Courtsum of course kicked his cat now imagine Cran being a, a fully fledged adult <laughs> <laughs> working hard every night and day <laughs> I get the banner flown across that field. I, I mean, I don't know what to say, to be honest. I think it's extremely erratic behaviour. I think his hard drive should be checked. <laughs> and he should probably have a good hard look at himself because I don't know what you're doing with your money. Well, come here, he could have a disposable income that he has that money to fly it over that field. But what are you doing, mate? You know what I mean? <laughs> Move on now to the Sunday game. Du, 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 du. Wofford 2 Arsenal 3 What a game of football Game of the weekend Barclays Top class Barclays Absolute game of the weekend And Arsenal are pouring They are pouring Man What a result What a performance I was watching this game And I was like is Prime Wenger ball back? The way I'm watching Arsenal, they're playing some saucy football at the moment. And I hate to admit it, because I hate Arsenal. That first goal from Odegaard. 
little one two little spin move spin move <laughs> little spin move around the defender one two with Saka what a finish he was he was very good on the day I thought um, and he compliments Saka I, I don't know if Smith Rowe was playing this game but he compliments Saka and Martinelli so well as well um, pretty amazing goal unbelievable Saka's goal wins the ball back just smacks it into the top corner oh, what a finish unbelievable like um, and he's seemingly he's looking to leave Arsenal sign up Jorgen yeah. Martinelli's goal comes from nice intricate play as well this goal was sensational oh my this is, this is I couldn't believe this goal and even Watford's goal like we talk about Kuko a fucking overhead <laughs> kick like and every goal was just unbelievable they were nowhere um, that was Roy Hudson saying that too the same for him to do that I don't want to say it just yet because I think there's, there's still a good chunk of the season to go but even Arsenal can't bottle this can they the answer is they can. Ooh. 13 games left. They have a difficult difficult run it. Mm. Next few games. So. But I think they have enough of a gap between themselves and other teams. Mm. I think you know, the difference now with Arsenal is... Games in hand as well. They're playing a lot better. They're, mm. they're a lot more fluid than they were. Yeah. And I'm starting to doubt if they will battle top four, even though I wanted to. I, I honestly, looking at the rest of the teams beneath them, I just think they're all too erratic compared to Arsenal. Like I think Arsenal are m- much better. The way they set out, they just they just look better than the other teams. It depends on this Especially game. Especially United. You know what I mean. It depends on this game against Everton tonight. If Spurs do a job on Everton, I think Spurs could contend with Arsenal. And I think the thing with Spurs as well is, is the Conte factor. I think that's a massive factor. Yeah. Um, but no, that was a sensational game of football. Follow boy. What was the Manchester derby, Eddie? Yeah, the Manchester derby on a train. From uh, Derry, from Belfast to Dublin, it was a bit of an experience though because they kept cutting in and out, and we couldn't really like focus on the game. But um, De Bruyne on the score sheet twice, Mares on the score sheet twice, um, Sancho getting the goal for United. United are gutless, absolutely shameful team. I, I, honestly, God, the problems there are far bigger than, than what we see at the eye. I, have, I fully believe that. Um, I think it's much deeper rooted, and they're, they're just a shambles. Yeah, and <coughs> sensational goal. First goal from De Bruyne. Yeah. Um, lovely finish. Mm. And a second goal as well. Yeah, second goal. Was Maguire just doing a bit of bleeding. Patrick Swayze, Dorothy Dancing. Where is he? So many blocks going in, and then yeah. eventually De Bruyne just taps it in. He just lets the ball go through his leg for no reason at all. Um, City were toying with them, though. 70% possession. Mm. Yeah. I think it was when, it was after, uh, was it Alanga went off? Yeah, that United were awful and Pogba as well I think Pogba and Fernandez up front were much better than Rashford and Bruno uh, Sancho's goal mm. as well I just want to talk about that really quickly yeah. beautiful ball from Pogba who gets a lot of stick from United fans he yeah. has a lot of assists this season he doesn't maybe doesn't do enough work off the ball but that's the same with every United player um, lovely ball from Pogba Sancho cuts in on his right and a beautiful finish up yeah. there for goal of the week for me um, but then, as I said, Alanga came off in the second half and United got toyed with. Mm. They looked nowhere near it. I think the game ended with 78 possessions, Man City, to Man United's 22 in the Manchester derby. Alex Ferguson sitting in the stands. I, cu- I couldn't believe this. Like It was absolutely appalling. And if I'm a United fan, I, I say it a lot of time, it's not even fun anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's not even fun for us anymore. And we like taking the piss out of him. Oli went to... The Eddie had, I think, four times conceded one goal. Ragnick's conceded four in one game. You know what I mean? Like, where does this team go? I, 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 I don't know. What, I don't know what fixes them. 
and they're terrible like, they're shite like yeah it's going to be interesting now next season what's going to happen because I think everyone says this season's a write off and I'd agree well, I think that I, I think that's a disgrace man it is a disgrace you look at you look at the but, players they've bought this is sh- it's so well, bad like they're in decline at the moment so and I don't think a, a manager Ragnick coming in as interim manager I think Mika Richards made a similar point like mm. why wouldn't they just appoint someone full time because mm. players aren't going to want to play for him anyway because they know he's get, leaving at the end of the season yeah so but the thing the thing with that is is he's essentially he's going to be I think the director of football this and this shows how flawed it is you know, they've, the job they've given him is essentially to scope out the players so who stays and who goes yeah and it's to help with the managerial process of next season. So if he could essentially turn around and say, oh, I want the job. They're like, this is something that could happen. It won't. But he, he has that power to say, oh, I want the job. I want Moisey back. <laughs> what is going on at all? Um, they, I th- I, they won't get top four, surely. Yeah, they need... Uh, I don't think they're going to get top four for seasons to come. I think Arsenal are in a lot better shape than them now at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it's got about rebuilding now. Getting all those shit players they bought out of the team, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think yeah, that's all I have to say. And it really poor, poor from United. Their god of the week, run. My god of the week goes to Ivan Tony. Good show. Influential in the in the relegation battle. Yep. Um, so I give it to him. I'm gonna give my god of the week to Ryan Fraser because I think when we talked about Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe himself used to hate each other at Bournemouth. Remember that they got in a spa. And there was a bit of tension between them, but um, he's kind of redeemed himself. So he's been he's been playing very well. I think the goal was good, nice little finish, and then obviously an assist. But I'm really surprised with Newcastle because I, I there was a period of this season where I did not see them stand up. And look at fairness to hell, he's doing a good job there with the investment as well. But yeah, Ryan Fraser, my goal of the week, crown your goal of the week. My goal of the week, without a doubt for me, goes to Kuka, yeah. Kuka Hernandez. Has to be what an overhead kick, mm. and. Talk about if if Messi Ronaldo did that, yeah, they'd be praised for centuries. You wouldn't hear the end of it. Yeah, so you have to give it to him. I think either himself or Martinelli, or Saka, yeah. or Odegaard. Any any of the goals in that game really could have won it, to be honest. But um, yeah, shout out to Kuko, what a goal for him. You? Um, yeah, no, I'd say the same. Yeah. I, I think Kuko, Kuko or Martinelli. There's something about Martinelli's goal that I really liked, and obviously it's the build of play, but it's the way he just puts it into the top corner. It was really effortless as well, you know what I mean? And he kind of runs off and celebrates with a bit of a swagger as well. It's like, do you see well the pair of Arteta playing that goal? He ran up to the touchline. Oh, through, for the, through yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's a good play, though. It's, it's really good play by Arsenal. And look, at, I, think, I think that march will continue. Actually, real quick, just a quick look at that, that race for top four. Um, I think Arsenal are in a really good position. 25 games played, 48 points. United on 28 games played, 47 points. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Ben Gibson. Ben Gibson of Norwich, the centre-half who gave away two penalties the weekend and essentially for me in any ways relegate Norwich <laughs> back to the championship what a mediocre defender <laughs> I mean the drop kick on Jansen the foul on Tony 
A oh. recipe for disaster for Delia. Adzi, he should have been sent off. Oh, yeah. And how pretentious of him to turn around to the referee and start complaining when he absolutely murdered Ivan Tony. Oh, he almost did. He absolutely crippled he him. He could have killed him. <laughs> Show it to Fergie. He had off a weekend as well. <laughs> Moving on, Cran, now to our Hall of Fame segment. Um, and shout out to anyone who, I mean, who's kind of looked, listened the past while and like, where the fuck is the Hall of Fame been? <laughs> where are the lads? <laughs> where are they? Um, we actually have to update the Hall of Fame as well. I think Lebsip and the Candle boat drew, so they'll be going in. I um, hear it now. No, no. Ah, yeah, well, they will, they have to. Lebsip and the Candle are going in. Jamie, Big Jamie L. Sore, the fella dancing to... Um, Nelly Furtado, he'll be going in cause, as an honorary member because we love him. And this week it was a humble point of Guinness against um, Court Zuma being me out at by Chris Wood. But this week, Cran, I'll kick us off. My Hall of Fame this week is the namesake of this episode, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. The Austin FC owner in the MLS, um, getting a chant built from um, the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he's doing with the crowd, and the MLS gets a lot of stick, right? And you say I texted you earlier, but I was like, "The MLS is shit." I was like, "Cran, I love the MLS," and I'll tell you why. I've been to a few MLS games, right? And the atmosphere is so completely contrary to that of an English Premier League game or even a League of Ireland game. It's 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 not as, it's nowhere near as partisan, and it's as if everyone is quite like there to take the piss. It's really weird. We are um, going. To score three more than you barbecue, like it's as if it's as if they're going to take the piss out of actual fans. It's really weird, but that that's how they support their team, and they're yeah. kind of uh, very loyal to them. But that that was a lot of shit from Matthew McConaughey. I'm not gonna lie, I was cringing so much. I was like, "What are you doing that for?" You know what I mean? It was shit, but it was great. But it was shit the whole time. It was so bad, it was good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey um, of Austin FC in the MLS is my Hall of Fame pick this week. Cran, your Hall of Fame pick. My Hall of Fame pick, and you mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to Brandon Williams' hug on Christian Eriksen. I think that was a very wholesome moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give it to him. And you can vote for the Hall of Fame on our Instagram page, Adzi. Yeah. Brandon Williams versus... Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. Moving on now, Cran, to our Euro Trash, Euro Treasure segment. My Euro Trash is like, in essence, a Euro Treasure because PSG lost. (laughs) Nice won, PSG nil. Um, It was the Lord who got the goal in the 88th minute. And the, the, these are the two teams at top of Liga. The young Frenchman crowd who plays for Nice. I mean, Gurry, 22 years of age, and he's such a good footballer. I think he can get a move to a big team. But yeah, 1-0 for Nice in the end. And you look at the PSG starting 11. You know, Vinaldum, Verratti in midfield, Neymar, Messi, Di Maria up front, Navas in goal. Like they, this is no kind of taking the piss PSG yeah. team. This is a full-strength lineup. Um. And I just think Nice, nice just beat them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just beat them later on. Bit of, bit of snatch and grab. Um, but yeah, good win. It leaves PSG 13 points ahead of Nice on the table who are second on 49. Marseille toured on 47 and then Rennes and Strasbourg on 46 and 44 beneath them. 
And a bit of a mad one at, at the bottom of the table, actually. Bordeaux are in 20th position on 22 points. Mets on 22 and 19th. And Lorient in 20, on 24 um, in 18th. But yeah, Bordeaux at the bottom there is actually a bit of a mad one because they're a bit of an established team as well. Adzi, my Euro trash. There hasn't been much trash this, this week, to be fair. Yeah, I kind of found it difficult as well, um, to be honest. But I'm going to give mine to Leipzig. Yeah. Because they drew, well, to Freiburg. Mm. At home. Mm. All the money they have. And this leaves Leipzig fifth in the Bundesliga. Mm. Outside of the top four. That's not good enough for them with all the money they have. Um, and Freiburg are, only, are level on points with them. Mm. So a good result for them. They're sixth. And Hoffenheim just ahead of them in fourth. So Hoffenheim looked like potentially in Champions League football mm. with Leverkusen, Dortmund. And Which would be mad as well. Yeah. It'd be good, good for them. Um, and good for the league, I suppose. Um, yeah. This is treasure right here. Mm. And this is poetic justice. Oh, Tommy, Tommy. Oh, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy, 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 Tommy Abraham. Tommy Abraham scores against Atalanta. Boo! Oh, sorry. A 1-0 win for Atalanta. Abraham with the goal makes it 13 goals in Serie A this season yeah. in 27 games or whatever and makes it 20 goals in all competitions mm. 10 more at least 10 more than Lukaku it's been unbelievable this season I'm sort, sort of semi-fuming what, what do you when you say that now because I'd love to know Lukaku's stats from last season in the in the Serie A because I would imagine that I'd imagine he has more than what Tammy has is what I'm saying and I don't know if Tammy was in the team and said Lukaku for Chelsea, would he have much of a different impact? I don't think so. I think it could be well. Very the thing about Tammy Abraham is he moves more than Lukaku does. Mm. He moves, runs in behind Lukaku, and and Tammy Abraham will press as well. Mm. Lukaku doesn't move. Mm. That's that's the pr- primary difference. I still think Lukaku is um, better player though. He, he probably is. He probably is. He he he's definitely better in the air. Yeah. Which is always an advantage when you're six foot four. You should be good in the air, really, as mm. Tammy should. But Tammy's decent as well, and I think he's his player in development at the moment. He, he deserves a chance, I suppose, at a yeah. big club. And I still think Chelsea have the boy back on him, so it's very likely that he will come back. I say, turf Lukaku out. Give him to Roma for whatever. My Euro treasure crown this week comes from Ajax of Amsterdam. 3 2 win over RKC Volvic. Um, they nearly drew the game. RKC Volvic nearly got a two-all draw. It was Tadic. It's at the water, is it? <laughs> it was Tadic in the 90th minute, I think, with a penalty to get the win for them. But um, really good result for Ajax. And I'm just looking at the table here real quick. Jesus, Haller has outrageous stats. Mm. 33 goals in all competitions in 31 games. Yeah, he's been unbelievable this season. Yeah. And I, I, I remember saying at the start of the season, and, you know, got a bit of stick for it, but he's just a great player. Just a quick look at the table there. Ajax find themselves top of the league on 25 games played on 60 points, but PSV 25 games played on 58 points. So mm. the league is looking good there. And some tasty European ties going up this week as well. Yeah. As well as Euro Trash, Euro Treasure. I think Liverpool are playing in. Bayern Munich against Salzburg tomorrow evening, Cran. Mm. That's going to be interesting. One all at the minute. I, I want Salzburg to win purely because the fellow who scored last week, his name is Adam with a U in it. Adamu. And he done the gritty when he scored. So I'd love I'd love Salzburg to win. Ah, uh, fuck the gritty. <laughs> Inter against Liverpool, of course. They come to Anfield with a 2-0 deficit to their name. You would fancy Liverpool to go through there, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that's but, tomorrow alongside that game. Yeah. yeah. 
but I wouldn't be surprised if Inter got something because look at their very threatening side they're a good side so you have to kind of keep your eye out for that one Man City 5 Sporting Lisbon nil. Cran I am not look, I won't be watching this game fuck that yeah. Real Madrid against PSG 1-0 aggregate to PSG at the minute this has all the hallmarks for a classic baby in the Bernabeu is it? in the Bernabeu this is, I think this could be a PSG out to be honest <laughs> Moving on now, folks, to our Get It Out. Get Out, Manchester. And it's been a while since we put this to the public. And um, one of the shouts we got, shout out to Ben, was um, top five Judas transfers. And I reckon we will do that at some stage. Yeah, we will. Um, so we got, we got another one. And uh, shout, shout out to Jer, because obviously a United fan, <laughs> it was in turmoil at the minute because of yesterday. But he said to do top five rants. Kind of topical because Roy Keane went on a rant yesterday. And by the way, Mika Richards, what a fucking dickhead. Roy Keane's going on a rant. And and I, I, to be honest with you, I thought it was the height of unprofessionalism. And I don't want to sound like a narky old man or anything. I was actually fuming at it. It's like he, he's, he's, he's been paid hundreds of thousands to analyse this game. And you're just going to sit there and laugh at him. I thought it was a bit, a bit disrespectful. I think it is a bit funny now. To be no, fair. it is funny. It is. I'm not saying it's not. But I just no, but if you're in, in his position, it would be funny. Yeah, but you, but you can't though. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You have but Roy to. Keane wouldn't do that to him. Yeah, but Roy Keane doesn't doesn't laugh like Mika Richards. Is, is I still thought it was a bit disrespectful. Uh, I thought it was a bit disrespectful. It's only a bit of banter. Uh, they, no, but that that's the thing. It's not. It's not after a game like that because fair enough. You get a part of the show where they're kind of like laughing and taking the piss. They were being very serious that minute, and Dave Jones goes, "And what about you, Mika?" And Mika goes, ah! It's like, come on, mate. Well, if for fuck's sake, like, I think he's playing up to his gimmick a bit. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Our top five rants, Cran. Do you want to kick us off, or will I? Yeah, I'll kick us off, Edzy. Kick us off, baby. So my. Fifth... And by the way, we're gonna play these in. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> if I get the time to do. Sorry it. for giving you more work. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put these rants in if we can. Mm. But my fifth favorite rant of all time is Claude. From AFTV. R.I.P. Claude. R.I.P. Claude. Rest his soul. It's time to go! <laughs> yeah, he was ranting about Arsene Wenger, I think, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, it was Unai Emery, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, well. But, uh, no. Claude, Claude was gas. Yeah, he was. He's, He's a very funny man. Funny I man. think that was peak AFTV. After he, he went, it was, uh, it's not as good anymore. Mm. Um, but, yeah. R.I.P. Claude. You're number five, Adzi. Yeah, so my number my number five now is Eamon Duffy and Graeme Souness, Cran. He will feature a lot in this. He will, of course. <laughs> um, Eamon Dunphy, Graeme Souness, RT coverage of Champions League. I think, funny enough, talking about Arsenal again. Um, <laughs> where do we start with this? So they're talking about what Arsenal need to become one of the better teams in the league again. And having sold Matthew Flamini to AC Milan, um, John Giles... Dunphy and uh, Graham Sinez were chatting about um, Arsenal's midfield options. Um, and things were getting heated. <laughs> and Bill, God bless, God rest his soul, was saying, was trying to change the subject. To which Giles was said, No, Bill, no, no, hold on. We're t- the, boy, the men are talking. We're stay, ta- out stay, stay out of this, Bill. Stay out of this, Bill. Um, so they continue ranting about, they were talking about the Nielsen of all players, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, Sinez goes they have the Nielsen he's a defensive midfielder Dunphy replies no he's not they have Alex Song he's a defensive midfielder 
Don't fear players. No, he's not. They have so- <laughs> yeah, Fabregas is a defensive midfielder. No, he's not. So don't fear he was just being cantankerous. And no, just not, no, no. He's no. not agreeing with anything. <laughs> <laughs> to which, Sunez <laughs> then says, no, Danielson is a defensive midfielder. And to which, don't fear replies with, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to which, to which Sunez says, where did you manage Eamon? <laughs> and possibly one of Eamon Duffy's best quotes ever. Um, I, I've managed nowhere. <laughs> I didn't manage anywhere. I've managed to stay alive for 63 and a half years, baby. Look at Eamon Duffy, man. What a, what a character, what a legend of uh, the Irish sport that we know as football. What a lovely man. Yeah, he, he himself and Graham Sinez ranting about the Nielsen. Is my number five top five rant? What can you do? Your number four, Cran. Uh, my number four it goes to Dumpty again. <laughs> <laughs> the classic moment, the 1990 World Cup. So- Ar- Ireland draw nil all to Egypt and Charlton is under question and Dumpty is throwing digs. Uh, all the great players we've produced, Peter Farrells, the great football, the Liam Brady's, the Ronnie Whelan's, the David O'Leary's. This is a great football and country produced players and go out and play that rubbish. Yeah. I think they, they managed to get quarter final in that World Cup by the way <laughs> you're number four we're literally in tears laughing at this for fuck's sake my number four is um, it's a recent one but I think it's probably one of the moments of the season for Sky Sports anyways is Roy Keane and Jamie Carragher ranting about Ronaldo and they're getting really heated and really really heated and Roy Keane's like he's not here to win trophies Jamie he's not here and Jamie's like well what is he here to do what is he here to do and <laughs> And Roy Keane says, he's here to win cups. And Jamie says, he's here to win cups. Because obviously, like he's he's not here to win cups. Gary Neville said at the start of the season that if Manchester United signed Varane, Sancho and Kane, they would win the league. Yeah. And obviously they signed Varane, Sancho and Ronaldo. So by, by, tour, by proxy, Ronaldo's a better player than Kane. And they've gotten two of the other three. So they should be winning the league, is what Carragher, the point Carragher was making. And they actually are like screaming at each other. And it's just very funny. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's just in between the two of them, smiling like a child. He's like, ah, he's not so sorry. I'm still here. Um, this came after, I think it was a two all draw, wasn't it? We United, Chelsea, Stamford Bridge. Roy Keane, Jamie Carragher, ranting about Cristiano Ronaldo was my number four. Speaking of another rant, <laughs> I prefer not to speak. I prefer, not, I prefer not to speak. I was watching this on the bus on the way down. If I speak, I am big trouble. This is classic. So Mourinho, I think it was a one 0 loss to Villa in twenty thirteen, fourteen, or whatever. Mourinho was best one. <laughs> so he comes out and he's like, "Jose, what did you think of that performance? I prefer not to speak straight away. I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I am I am in big big trouble. I don't want to be in big big trouble. It it it, it ends by proxy of I prefer not to speak, and then he he leaves. I think he said it about twenty times in the interview. Yeah, and he actually spoke for about seven minutes. Mm. So. Did he really prefer not to speak, or did he just? I mean, he just went on a rant, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite literally, <laughs> about the referee by saying, uh, "I don't want to be reprimanded." It's a ref's if fault I speak, well, right? I'm going to be be reprimanded. But, <laughs> but the ref made shit, he just, he just shit speaks, decisions. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking brilliant. Uh, anyway, you had my number three comes from the League of Ireland. Cran. Um, Stewie Bourne, good shells, man. Um, shells had just won the league, and. Stewie Bourne was man of the match in the game. <laughs> and he obviously, of course, goes to get an interview by um, Tony O'Donoghue, RT Stalwart. 
and instead of you know talking about shots in the league he just he just goes I'm angry Tony I'm angry Tony and see you Stephen Kenny you can go back to Scotland <laughs> it's one of the most iconic moments <coughs> in League of Ireland football history um, yeah just fucking so funny what a player he's a great player as well but um, yeah that's my number three Stewie Bourne your number two Cran my number two goes to no other than Eamon Dunphy again. Oh, no way. <laughs> so he's on prime time of all of all programmes yeah. with Miriam O'Callaghan. Essentially, Dunphy's on with like some fella from the Fans Association of Ireland or something like that. <laughs> and, and I'm talking about Saipan. And these lads are like... It, it, it's no coincidence that when Roy Keane went out of the team, players like Robbie Keane and Damien Duff blossomed. Damien Duff wants them back. Well, people are saying things, very few people are putting their heads above the parapet at the moment. The fact of the matter is that it was only when Keane was gone that Robbie Keane and Damien Duff and the real blossom. What influence, what will the effect be if Keane comes back? Will he he again inhibit him? It's dangerous. I just say that Robbie Robbie Keane and Damien Duff were always going to be outstanding international players. Roy Keane led us unbeaten to qualify for the World Cup. He's a great player. He's still a great player. Where'd you get these two guys from? I tell you this. I mean, this, this, I mean, this who does he represent? Who does he represent? Who does he represent? This guy. This guy. When did you last see Ireland play? This guy. This guy. This guy's Jack Charles biographer. A lot of people would like to sit as close to me as I, you know, to Eamon Dunphy as I am. Very much. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. It's one of the most iconic ones because. He's so nonchalant in, in the way he speaks. And he, he like the two lads are like speaking passionately and you can see Dunphy Trail he's like, Who the fuck are these two touches? Like, who are these guys? And uh, I think one one of them says, doesn't he? He's like There's a lot of people in Ireland who would like to be as close to you, Mr. Dunphy, than I am <laughs> oh, okay. Right Eamon Dunphy. Just the go of Irish. Comedic timing. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. My number two cram. Comes from the great man again, <laughs> Mr. Eamon Duffy. <laughs> and the one, the one who, what everyone knows, I think again, again, he protects Roy Keane within an inch of his life, doesn't he? Yeah. Christ Almighty defends him like no tomorrow. Um, this, of course, is um, when Roy Keane, I think he was, he was looking for more money at United. I said that was written. Why did you introduce to this? Because I'm saying there's an alternative view. And whose view is it? That's the, that's the view that was Whose view is it? In the column on the Sunday Times. Who's that column? I'm by who? It's on the back page of the Sunday Times last Sunday. Look at it. And who wrote it? I can't remember his name. I'll tell you who wrote it. Oh. I can remember his name. Rod Little. He's the, yes, guy, the guy who yeah. ran away and left his wife for a young one. Ah, uh, yeah, come on, no, that's the, that's sort of order, that kind of stuff. Oh, it's not you started it. I didn't. Yeah. I don't even know who wrote it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think Dovey just wanted to attack Rod Little there. More than anything at all. My number one goes to no other than Gennaro Gattuso. Sometime good, sometime maybe shit. <laughs> As the interview goes on, he just quietly gets angrier and angrier. Oh, he was absolutely <laughs> he just bursts. It's actually the it's the most fuming I've ever seen anyone at a press conference. Uh, unbelievable. He looked, stuff, honestly, he looked livid. My number one cran, probably to the surprise of nobody, is um, Kevin Keegan. I would love it if we beat them. Love it. Um, his rant on, I think it was Monday Night Football, after I think they beat Blackboard or something. What a mad bastard. Honestly, 
he literally just let he literally, he made as if he was playing like I don't know poker or something. He just gave away his hand. He had lost the plot. And this Fergie says it. I think Fergie said it in a book or something. But he's like, like this is when we knew we won the league. We knew Newcastle would bottle after this because he was just too invested in it. Um, and I remember, funny enough, in, in years after that, like when other managers went on rants, so like Wenger or Benitez done it as well for Liverpool. Fergie just played his played his cards right. He just knew what to do with them because he had dealt with it with Keegan. But the rant itself is sensational. I, every time he comes up on Twitter, every year I celebrate. It. I have a little glass of wine or something for. <laughs> Because he's just a mad bastard. And everyone's like, oh, good man, Kev. Come on, Kev King. Come on, Kev. Um, and then, obviously, they lost. <laughs> they lost the race for the title. United won. And I think United were about seven points behind them at the time as well. Like They really did bottle it after that. They've still got to go to Middlesbrough and win. <laughs> this has been a hell of a get-it-out segment. Well, one of our best ones, I think, to be honest with you. What a, what a show. And, uh, yeah, keep your suggestions coming. Yeah, absolutely. We're always open for suggestions, anything at all. But yeah, another another solid podcast, Cran. We're off to see Batman now. Uh, so running late, by the way. Eight oh five. Ah, we get there in time. We get there in time. So yeah, we'll just wrap it up real quick. We're going on the Batmobile, baby. The Batmobile, baby. Thanks everyone for listening. Of course, we really do appreciate it. Hope everyone's keeping well. Hope everyone's. The days are getting longer, which I think is great. I love looking at the sunset. Yeah. Um. But yeah, hope everyone's keeping well. Take care of yourselves. And um, yeah, we'll leave there so. We'll leave it there so.